All right. So today I have the honor and privilege of speaking with the lovely April Smith. And she is a mindset master. She practices positive mindset structure in her daily life. You want to go ahead and tell the listeners more about what you do? Sure. Hi, I'm April. Um, I am a mindset or I like to call it a determination personal growth coach. Um, one of the things I like to work on is changing, beginning to change the process of change, creating the change in the mind. Mm -hmm. So I always have to start with our mindset before we are able to do anything. And we have to be determined in order to change our mindset and to start that personal growth journey. Oh yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, have you ever read the book Altered Traits? No, I'm making a note about it right now. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I highly recommend it because it talks about how um, everything that you were talking about, how we can literally alter our brain and forge new neural pathways just with a focused meditation practice. And they did clinical studies where they brought seasoned yogis into a laboratory setting measured the EEG waves um, emitting from their brain and found that they were emitting gamma waves, which is incredible considering gamma waves are usually only released in the brain when something is kind of like at a zenith point. Like let's say you're solving like a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle and then you put in the last piece and that's like that feeling um, experience and so without getting too like technical into like what um, like different types of like um, brain waves are, gamma waves are like the lowest oscillation brainwave and they um, help us like naturally like calm down our nervous system. So the fact that the yogis were already in this such high vibrational, um, low oscillation state is just a testament that um, meditation can alter the brain where even if you're a seasoned meditator even before you're instructed to meditate you can emit brain wavelengths that produce like a sense of euphoria like mm. that's so exciting when thinking yes. about it yes and i agree with that that's one of the things that i have learned just on my own personal growth journey is that when you begin to accomplish a goal or whatever it is, you have that sense of, I did it. Mm -hmm. And you begin to celebrate yourself and you feel all those chemicals, all the exciting stuff on the inside. Oh, yeah. And it makes you want more of it. Yeah, I love that so much. It kind of reminds me of a scene. Have you ever seen the movie Legally Blonde? Yes, I love that movie. <laughs> no, it's such a classic. And there's one scene where she's like, well, endorphins make you happy and happy people just don't kill their hus husbands. They just don't. <laughs> <laughs> it always stuck out with me. Like endorphins make you happy. It's like everything that you're saying, like I totally reflect. And I was actually right. thinking gamma waves are actually the fastest brain waves. Just for a little clarification, they mainly occur when you're highly alert and conscious and range from 30 to um, 80 hertz. But they can also be experienced, you know, not just when solving a puzzle, but also, you know, like say when having like really amazing sex <laughs> or yes. just dancing ecstatically around the room to your favorite song, you know, like, like those moments where you're just like, man, like I love like living right now. Like this feels so good. 
And the fact that the yogis were emitting those brainwaves before even being instructed to meditate, I feel like it was just like phenomenal. And it's just like really telling of like what can happen when we are able to like retrain our brain. Yes. And I think that's a skill that a lot of us need to be able to learn because even though um, subconsciously we don't know that we have already trained our brains since the moment we were born Mm -hmm. because it's done by how you were raised how you were brought up so a lot of those beliefs those are the the core beliefs and those are beliefs that stick with you so you want so uh, subconsciously you are already doing those things Mm -hmm. and in order to change it you have to retrain our minds retrain our brains to do something different so you are no longer doing that stuck in that same old pattern right yeah expecting a different result (laughs) right that's the definition of insanity like it's like a self-replicating loop so so how do you help your clients to overcome this well my favorite way is i'm a nerd i was just telling somebody this today at work i'm a nerd so i love reading i love research (laughs) (laughs) thank you so my thing is, um, I like to come up with, uh, I come up with a six week program for all of my clients and it's all individualized for whatever their pain point or the problem they want to be able to work on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't even know what it is. They're just reaching out. So through a breakthrough call, I'm able to pinpoint just from that conversation, mm-hmm. what area they need to work on. And then I come up with a six week uh, treatment plan or six weeks of content that I'm able to utilize to help them begin that process of change uh, and um, the content comes along with a worksheet so when they get their reading material they get a worksheet along with it to work through the process mm-hmm. and as they're working through the process they don't know that their minds are actually changing but <laughs> as they are doing it then we have our coaching sessions yes <laughs> Love and that, then they begin that. to talk about it. I said, so tell me what you thought about the about the content that you that you received. Mm-hmm. And then they say, well, I really don't know about it. But as I was reading it, I was writing, this is what I found. Mm-hmm. And they're processing the change as we're having our coaching session. Mm-hmm. And it's for six weeks. Nice. And, so, and nice. I noticed that they get a lot. There are a lot of results. Yeah, that's amazing. I really like that structure because it's like a very specific timeline. You know, it's not like really muddy or wishy-washy. I think that there can be a lot of programs there out there where they're more in like an ideation phase where things can be a little more muddied. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how. So I just gave the lovely April here access to my low ticket offer. And I'm excited to see how you're going to use that to get more clients for your business. I'm excited to get started. I have a full-time job. (laughs) So it's a lot of changes that's going on in my job right now. So I'm like, I'm telling people, yes, I will. I will. But I have to sit myself down and get myself situated. So I'm going to get started on that offer and I will let you know. (laughs) That sounds great. I mean, I wanted it to be as approachable as possible. So it's in like three bite-sized five-minute videos. And then from there, the rest is up to you in terms of implementation. So um, there's only three like trainings, right? Because it kind of gives you like um, a lead into my four-week mastermind that I'm getting ready to create, which is a 
business growth neuroscience mastermind, which is basically taking all my best research from my um, studies at Harvard, looking at the implications of mindfulness, looking at, you know, compassion arts, um, positive psychology, motivational psychology, willpower psychology, and looking at how all of these can like come together to help us build entrepreneurial resiliency. Because I think um, in the midst of my own market research, one of the questions I was asking, you know, just to kind of like test the waters was what skill do you think is most important as an entrepreneur? And a lot of people said patience. A lot of people said resilience. And I said, okay, I cannot deny like what the market is telling me. So based on that, I've been able to come up with um, this four week program that's going to be a group cohort where we're going to have um, a weekly live Q&A. We're also going to have a weekly live group coaching. And then each week we're going to systematically build up. So the low ticket offer has three steps, which is first one is build a respectable reputation where you learn how to collaborate with others. But then when we move that into the scope of the four week mastermind, that looks a little more involved, but in a way that's going to be really supportive, right? Because you're working with other high level entrepreneurs and they're all, you know, working collaboratively together to kind of foster like networking efficiently and creating like healthy business to business connections so that when the time comes to be able to share, you know, your voice and your message with your audience, you can grow your audience by leveraging others' audiences, kind of what we're doing here in this interview. Yeah. But yeah, I'll get more into it, but let's, uh, let's keep talking about your program. So it's six weeks and how many, um, how many clients have you had go through it so far? Well, I did my own marketing research um, the end of last year, the beginning of, the, of this year, and I helped 10 individuals. Hmm. Currently, I'm starting, um, I have the doors open for my early bird special. So I started uh, my own group. It's called um, my own group programming. It's mem- members only. So it's my idea of my membership program. Okay. And members members only, It right now, do you mind if I get my price for my... No, not at all. Yeah, my early bird special doors are open, and um, the price for the um program is nineteen ninety nine. Oh wow! Yes, and with that, they are able to have access to my six weeks hybrid master courses, and right now I have my self care isn't selfish master course ready, ready to go. So anyone who signs up for that, they'll have access to a private group. They'll have access to all six modules. They get access to a free live. They get six weeks of individualized coaching with me. They go along with the content that they're getting weekly. They have access to podcast episodes relating to the content for the self-care is selfish. And I'm in the process of working on my next hybrid master course, which is um, Attitude is Everything. Oh, I love that. So, so cool. like these different themes going on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. everyone who is anyone who joins, I'm sorry, my members only, mm-hmm. they are able to have access to all those courses. So it's only a one-time payment. And the early bird special is $20. Wow. That is an amazing, phenomenal deal. Y'all better jump on that. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll go ahead and put those links in the show notes so that people can easily access your offerings, April. I love that so much. That's amazing. So my structure is, uh, it's a little different. 
it's four weeks. So it's really, it's an intensive, you know, like you're making that investment in yourself and it's only launched four times a year. So every business quarter, um, and then people who don't get in, you know, during that time, during the launch, get put on a wait list. Um, and then they will get first access, um, in the next launch period. And that's kind of how I'm structuring it for now, because it's, um, it's like a $497 investment, but you get what you pay for, you know, you get like mm -hmm. market research, um, spreadsheet templates, you get a 30 day business growth formula that's completely customized to your business. You get accountability buddies who are going through the exact same process you are in this cohort. You're going to learn all about entrepreneurial resiliency. I feel like that is a really big take home in the midst of my market research. I cannot like, you know, ignore that people are, you know, coming, you know, from different walks of life. And as they start their entrepreneurial journey, like you really have to have a backbone. You have to have that resiliency. You have to be willing to hear no more times than yes, before you succeed. Really, that's how it goes. But when you're determined and you're tenacious, then it's going to pay off in the end. And that's kind of like the bread and butter, the brass tacks, as it were, of like mm -hmm. the mastermind, you know, like we're working together cohesively as a team, as a cohort to build each other up. Like I want people after this four week mastermind to have their business system set up so that it's scaling effortlessly and they're on their way to making a hundred thousand dollars a month. Like why not? You know, right. It's all about being strategic. And once you grow your audience, good business is boring. You know what I mean? Like once you find a system that works for you and you have what uh, I can be referred to as the OSS, which is the optimum selling strategy. When you have that in place, then you just take that and you can run it over and over and over again. Cause you know, it's going to give you that conversion rate that you're seeking. Because when we're looking at industry standards, the single-handed best way to market your product and services is still through emails because you look at it when you're marketing on social media like people can scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll but when it's coming to their in, in email inbox they have to actually look at it they have to decide what they want to do with that information you know and and so it, it just kind of presents like a way to really like reach your audience in like a fundamental way so let's say you had you know 500 people on your email list I think that's where mine is currently. And then you have a 2% opt-in rate. So that's 10 people that you found for your program just through your email list. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. How's your email list look in April? My, well, I have, I'm working on my email list. Uh, I'm working on landing pages to get my email list back up to where I want it to be right now. Uh, I, I am at, since I'm at like 112, but I have like 90 that are subscribed. Amazing. So my plan is to go through and for those people who have unsubscribed, mm -hmm. just take them off the list yeah. so I can get more people added on. Exactly. It's going to improve your open rates too. Just based on my experience, when I do a clean out, you know, because people who unsubscribe, you don't want them on your list. You know, you don't need their information any longer. Like just, you know, let it go, set it free. I think that there's something that can be said for some business owners who I guess will like, I don't know, hang on to email addresses and then like sell them. I'm not about that practice. I believe mm. your information is your own and it's not my job to like own it. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Right. I don't think that that's ethical. I don't condone that behavior. 
I try to run my business as ethically as possible. I think it's possible to scale with authenticity without having to cut corners, you know? Yeah. When you look at it as like, we are selling in this digital age, we're selling products that don't even require drop shipping, right? Unless right. you're on business. And then you can also like work with a pre-existing e-com. I'm actually starting to um, get into Amazon KDP printing, which is, um, it's like a, a way that you can create these journals that um, are paperback journals. They're, uh, you know, like low impact designs and they have a, like a, a way for you to connect whatever your niche is for your business um, back to your audience. So right now I'm in the process just before we got on this um, interview, actually, I was in the process of uh, designing this landing page for my meditation vault. And so it's going to include um, a link to all of the Facebook live uh, guided meditations that I'm going to start up in my group. It's also going to have a related freebie uh, PDF um, uh, script of the meditation so people can access that and print it out and use it on their own time. And it's going to include a link to um, order a paperback journal um, focused on that niche, whatever it will be. So maybe the theme, for example, could be loving awareness. Mm -hmm. So there could be, you know, there's a script, you have the guided meditation Facebook live video, and then you also have a link to download and purchase that journal from Amazon, which you, the business owner, you get a commission. Amazon will print it drop ship it for you and take care of all of those like details so I'm really excited about this venture um I think it's going to be a really nice way to like tie everything in together and I can send you more information when we get off this interview if you KDP like. is awesome yeah. I have published three books with Amazon oh cool That's I have two paper books and then I have one ebook beautiful oh yeah so I was learning about this through this lovely lady, Laura Bull, and she has this Ecom Babes uh, Facebook group. I'll send you the link because I think that that would be a really cool resource to like keep diving into that market a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And if you want, like feel free to send me the links to those books so I can add them in the show notes here for this interview. I bet the listeners would love to check those out. Okay, I can do that. And I also wanted to tell you, because I like how you said that your, uh, your course is going to be quarterly. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, mine is too, my early bar special will be quarterly. So my, all my, so every quarter, anyone who wants to sign up, they have the availability to sign up for $19.99, but throughout the quarter, the price goes up. Oh, okay. So instead, uh, if you still want to participate, it will be $200. Mm -hmm to sign up for the members only program mm -hmm. but if they get the early bird special they get a little cheaper <laughs> yeah so you hear that there's your motivation y'all so yeah just um I love like providing like extra resources in the show notes because I feel like um sometimes these interviews just like start to scratch the surface you know of like how deep we can go in depth at talking about different um topics in terms of you know, like, bit, like smart business practices and, and launching strategies and everything. So yeah, yes, really excited about what the future holds for both of us. Yes. And I'm excited for yours. And I'm gonna, 
I'm going to log in. I think that would be, I think I will probably be able to do that tonight. Amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you think of it. So the first training, we talked about how to build a respectable reputation. The second training, we talk about how to discuss the results. So a good way of describing that is when we're talking about results-oriented copy, I think I've shared this analogy with you before, and I've been playing around with this in my email campaign, um, launching this product, the um, Cognitive Neuroscience Make Sales Quickly uh, kits. Um, if, we, if we put it in the context of the how, H-O-W versus the why, like why is this this way? your ideal client cares more about the how than the why. So let's put this into like a concrete example. Let's imagine that I am a fitness coach and my ideal client wants to lose weight. They want to improve their health and wellness. Now, the why is like what I'm going to provide in the program, such as like the meal plans and the exercise plans and all of this. And that's going to give them the results that they seek. But what they're most interested in is the how. That's the transformation that they're wanting. So it's I, I look at it as like um you think of like Muppets, like uh like Alfie eating cake. <laughs> like he's eating cake like if you were like a weight loss coach and you wanted um people to be able to lose weight and still eat cake. They don't care about what it's going to take to be able to lose weight and eat cake. They just want to be able to lose weight and eat cake. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to thank wow. you for that because I actually been working on submitting the how and a lot more of my articles. I submitted the how. Um, I did a video about the how to get your time back on Wednesday. And um, no, it was last Thursday. And I could say that what I'm seeing just from my content from Sunday when I posted it, I got a lot more responses from my article. Normally, I don't get responses back. And as I provided the steps for the how you're able to show that you are important to, mm -hmm. I have people say, that's what I got to work on. Yeah. And it was, it made me feel good because I'm like, oh, people seeing me show up as an expert. Okay. That's so amazing. See, just in the short amount of time that we've had to just kind of like talk and like get to know each other one-on-one, -on -one, we've been able to help each other in such beautiful ways. That's right. <laughs> Yay, that makes me so happy. Yeah. You're speaking their language. So they're naturally reaching out because, um, I'm reminded of what um, Terry Green with the IGA. Um, yes. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, she was talking about story selling. And so when you story sell, it's not like you're trying to like use aggressive sales tactics. It's more like you're trying to create like a relatable story for your ideal clients so that they will want to work with you. Just like, I'm just like you. I've been through what you're going through. I might be a few steps ahead, but not in like a way that's like condescending or like unapproachable. It's more like I seek to help with these resources and then people really warm up to that, I think. So, and, and that's my goal for my business. That's one thing that I can actually say that I do not like when people are, I, I, I can't say I lose it. I lose respect, but I honestly cannot say that I am four coaches who says that you um 
who's aggressive, first of all. And then say, well, if you're not financially investing in your business, then you are not investing in what you say you want to do. I honestly feel like that's a, a pushy uh, <laughs> way to be That's like what I'd refer to like in a clinical setting, if you were to, like, you know, the client versus the therapist as a roadblock. Because you're, yes. you're standing in the way of like someone like expressing their true authentic self. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I want people to see me for who I am. And I will treat not treat all my clients as individuals. That's why the content is individually. I don't want to come up with the same content for every single person and say, oh, well, everybody needs this package because somebody may need something different. Exactly. And, and I don't want to be forceful. And it was in my marketing research, it was funny because certain people sounded like they had the same pain point or the same thing, but actually it, they didn't. So everyone's content was different. And just doing my check-ins, um, my my computer wasn't allowing me to save my videos. Oh, no. So I wasn't able to save it. But they have... I'm bragging on my clients because I have one client and she was suffering from procrastination and burnout and she just did not, she wasn't motivated. She was pregnant. She wasn't motivated to keep on being productive in her business. Mm -hmm. As we work through her program, mm -hmm. she's now, I see her on Facebook all the time. <laughs> hey, that's amazing. She is, she's getting clients. She's scheduling her clients how she, that's feasible for her and where she still has time to focus and work on, you know, and still be a new mom. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so proud of her. I'm like, you're doing this. Oh my goodness. Yay. <laughs> I had another client. Yes. Right. In. I had another client and I was so proud of her also because she said, I want to start my business but I don't know how. Mm. I don't like Facebook lives. I'm nervous being on camera and I don't want it. And, but I want to be an entrepreneur. So we worked through that. And so first step I had her do is said, what do you want to do? You want to be an entrepreneur, but what? She said, well, I'm a spiritual healer. She worked through everything. And Laura, when I'm telling you, she's making money off of her business. <laughs> just being a spiritual healer she has a podcast now she's collaborating with somebody else and she did that and it only and we only worked together for six weeks oh wow i am bragging on my clients now patients i love it i had another client and she wanted to do two different businesses she wanted to be a notary mm -hmm. and she also wanted to be a va and so she said, well, I have experience being an executive assistant because I used to assist executive executives. Mm -hmm. And I also have experience because I used to, I've worked 13 years in the, the school systems. Mm -hmm. I said, so you have the experience. Mm -hmm. She was like, I didn't think about that. I said, just use what you have. So we worked through all of it. Lauren, she's running her notary business Yay. and she's making money as a VA. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, wow. And I'm just so That's excited. Cool. Another That's client, cool. she was homeless. Her and her family was living in a hotel. Wow. Um, And she kept saying, we got a house. 
but we don't have the house. We found another house. We don't have the other house. Just her, her husband working with the children, mm -hmm. planning out what it was they actually was going to look for and get. Mm -hmm. They got a house in June. Nice. Move into their house in June. Oh, Just using the resources and the tools that was given, they right. got a house in June. They manifested that. They stayed in like alignment with what they really wanted and got clear yeah I love that so much and that's just a couple of my clients that yeah. I can say that I'm ex I mean that I was able to actually see the results with I haven't had um because my job I haven't been able to do any more check-ins with them oh, but God. from where they are right now I'm just so excited I'm so ecstatic because I hear a lot of coaches say, what results are you getting? What results are you providing? And they have a lot of results. Yeah, straight up. Like everything you're saying, I feel like you could present as case studies. Like you could ask them to maybe give you like a, like a two to five minute, like video testimonial about their experience working with you. And then you can put that up on your landing pages. You can put that up on your sales pages and like build that credibility even more. And then, you know, like when you go and you're visiting that page and just like a day that catches you off guard and you see your happy clients like beaming back at you on those videos, you're like, oh, I really, I did that. That feels so good. <laughs> yeah. I can do that. I never thought about it that way because I have their testimonials and I have it typed up real pretty, real nice. Mm -hmm. And I send them in rotation mm -hmm. every week nice. um, on my uh, my facebook page oh cool. my facebook page my facebook group i send it so nice yeah i feel like um the video testimonial sometimes lends more of like a human touch but it's really up to them right like some people aren't as comfortable on video so just kind of like checking in with them um yeah and oh i think one other thing that really builds credibility is when they share you those written statements taking screenshots of those statements in their I original form I that get those and I, I get those and I have two that I send in rotation also. So nice. for those two that I have, sometimes I send, well, one, I have a, I have the video from our check-in. I also have a um, messenger message from her oh, yeah. and her testimonial. So all three of those for her go in rotation. Oh, nice. Another one, I have the written testimonial and I also have the messenger message and that also goes in rotation. So with all these clients, um, are you thinking you want to keep your full-time job or what's your, what's your plan for the future? Well, my marketing research, I'm going I'm I'm to kind of tell on myself, I did that for free for testimonial. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, but um, I still want to continue with, I still want to start getting more clients, paying clients. Cause I feel like the more clients I get, the more testimonials I will have, the more that people are able to see that. I am able to get results and I do know how to help and get the clients from point A to point B. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, my job, I'll be honest, since I've been promoted, I kind of love my job still. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, hey, that's uh, <laughs> this is like right now a fun side hustle. You know? Yes. And so I'm not really ready to let go. Um, I'm in a process of doing a lot of training with my team and technically, even though they're, I'm their supervisor, I feel like they're my clients also because I'm able to teach and help them to become more, um, uh, 
more successful in their roles as case managers. Mm -hmm. And I love watching their growth. Oh yeah, no doubt. I love it. Yeah, that's like the philanthropist nature in you. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that so much. Yeah, now you're you're beaming right now as we <laughs> talk about it. Is <laughs> is also I was on the phone with one of my team members this morning, and we were talking about her notes because she gets lots of emails from me about her notes. So she's like, I need you to show me what I'm not doing right. Mm. And so I said, well, your notes are good. They're, I know exactly what you're trying to do, but it's not right. Mm. And I explained it to her what needs to be done. She's like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> right. You just like spell it out in black and white. Like, I feel like that's one of the best parts about coaching is like you're helping people come to their own conclusions but like presenting things in a way that they may have never otherwise thought of without talking with you about it knowing that you're helping them you know get that desired result and like helping them feel heard and listened to so that you're trying to you know keep the conversation moving forward um with like you know constructive like reflecting back what they're saying and I'm learning all about this right now in my motivational psychology course at Harvard and it's taught by this amazing woman Dr. Bobby Wetner she wrote this book um Raising Feminist Boys I highly recommend it it's um been quite illuminating and there's a lot of um reading required for this class right now we're expected to be reading two books simultaneously one is drive by daniel h pink and the other is motivational interviewing and both of those books work so well in concert with what you know like you and i are both doing like working as like mindset you know um coaches like helping people overcome their self-imposed limitations um because i can't tell you how many times i've been you know like sitting in a session with a client and um after our call, they have like such like a strong sense of clarity and they're just like so excited to take action like right away. And it's just because there was like a fine like tuning of like looking at their strategies, really identifying like what's not working in like a way that's, you know, the feedback is reciprocal, you know, like we're helping each other. And I think having that relationship is a lot, you know, like more beneficial um, mm -hmm. as opposed to like, you know, what some clinical, you know, circles might refer to as like the writing reflex, um, right. which is where, you know, the doctor comes in, the patient describes their symptoms, the doctor, you know, prescribes a medication without actually like personally getting to know the patient, right? Because they have so many people to like, you know, um, uh, diagnose each day. And that's just the system, yada, yada. But at the same time, you know, a big part of my training has been like understanding like how to build resilience in the medical industry, in, you know, um, the, the business industry, like uh, there are overlapping themes here, you know, like whether you're a nurse or a doctor or a CEO or all three, you know, like mm -hmm. some, some people are, um, the take home is that, you know, we're able to really like let people self-reflect and trust that they are their own best source of authority. And then that takes away the writing reflex that takes away the need to try to fix or correct. It's more like letting them like freely express their emotions and then reflecting back what they're saying in a way that moves the conversation forward is a lot more beneficial 
and you can get to the root of the problem a lot faster, a lot more quickly, a lot more efficiently if you follow this motivational interviewing style as opposed to just like asking pinpointed questions like that, you know, only will solicit like a one or two word response because then it puts you in like this loop of like, you know, um, I'm the interviewer, you are answering these questions and it just like has like a really like structured format that might not even be conducive to what the person came in to discuss, you know, in the first place here. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, I like that you was talking about motivational interviewing because this is a, it's an evidence-based practice that we use for our organization that we teach our team. Mm -hmm. So therefore they're able to utilize it for the clients that we serve. It's this tool that I love. So I also use it for the clients that I help. Nice. <laughs> I love that. It's double duty. Yes. <laughs> I feel like the, the thing I love about motivational interviewing is the fact that you are allowing people to, to talk about their selves. They're able to talk about their needs and they're doing it unknowingly. Mm -hmm. um, I have a new team member. And that's one thing I told her today in her, in her onboarding, her training was that people love talking about themselves. And when you begin to utilize the motivational interviewing and open-ended questions, you are able to find out so much more and you're able to, to get tools. I mean, to figure out like, okay, so, oh, you just recently been, got divorced. You have four kids you have two jobs you're able to get all that information and you're able to see okay so she needs coping skills to help her with self-care she needs to understand how to prioritize herself she needs to understand how she can still love and still parent her kids and still you know be out and do something other she needs hobbies so you're able to prioritize that because you're listening. You're you're inviting her to discuss her issues, her life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like motivational interviewing and positive psychology kind of go hand in hand because positive psychology was kind of like a turning point for um, the field of psychology, which is still such a newly developed science because originally it started as a way to like treat and diagnose a problem. But when the advent of positive psychology, we're talking about instead of like focusing on someone's weaknesses, we're focusing on their strengths and we're mm -hmm. looking at how we can be solutions oriented. And that's just like a game changer. That's why I feel like a really strong calling towards positive psychology and maybe, you know, like understanding more about like the origins of like developmental psychology, you know, there are some really shady things that have gone down in the past, you know, where like, uh, there'd be like large scale longitudinal studies on participants who didn't even know they were being studied a case of three triplets there's actually a documentary about this that we had to watch in my last class for um the last term before summer uh summer season um and so these three twins were separated at birth and put into three separate households and they were observed as orphan boys by scientists unbeknownst to them without their consent this was in the 60s and there wasn't like a board of you know certification when you conduct a study of that nature there wasn't really an ethics board in place at the time so it's just like interesting to think about like the origins of this science and how we can really turn the paradigm shift 
by focusing more on positive psychology, focusing on positive attributes of people, not looking at people as if they're study subjects or lab rats, that just, that just doesn't sound appealing to me, you know, like, we're exactly you now, like people, we live in a very like autonomous world, like people can really manage themselves quite easily with the technology, like easily readily available in the palm of their hand. So and I think that, I think you hit that, you hit the hair on the nail because mm-hmm. just listen, listen to that study, I could already imagine what they were actually seeing. It was three triplets, it was a set of triplets mm-hmm. and three different houses. Even though they were triplets, they had three different upbringings. So different seeds was planted into each child from different family members. They grew up to be three totally different people because any of what they would have had if they were brought in the same home was not planted. Right. And so I think strength-based and strength-focused is important through, and I like how you said it because I, <laughs> through, through my, since I've been working my adult years, I've, a lot of my employers believe in either resident-centered, client-centered, care so basically what that means is that you are focusing on the individual mm-hmm. you're not trying to so it's resident center patient center or client center care you're not focusing on the symptom or why they are where they're at you're focusing on the individual on the person exactly. because you can't get the more you focus on the problem, the bigger the problem will become. Mm-hmm. In order to shrink it, you have to begin to plant different seeds and provide different tools and different opportunities to help strengthen and help build and help grow. Agreed. Uh, you're <laughs> to the choir right here. It's just like, yeah, crazy to think about because in that documentary, those three triplets, you know, came together as adults and they were like, how much more different would our lives have been if we had actually grown up together as opposed to like forced to live apart because we couldn't even we weren't old enough to consent to this situation happening but like growing up in an orphanage as like infant babies and then just like separated for us to be study subjects is just abhorrent I'm glad that there's an ethics board now and I'm actually in the process of conducting my own study looking at the implications of how um, war veterans perceive post-traumatic stress um in terms of, you know, being in an environment where it was potentially war-torn, and they weren't really able, maybe effectively, like, process their emotions about that situation. So I'm Oh, gonna- that's going to be good. Um, yeah. I have an ex, he, it was a very short relationship, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he is an ex-boyfriend, and he's a bet, and he, um, he was in 9-11, and Iraq and all of um, all of that when 9-11 hit and he has very severe post-traumatic stress yeah so what I'm thinking is I was going to just do a very like low impact like um survey with like a disclaimer at the beginning knowing that like your data is safe and it's protected in this way um and then just asking them a series of questions, whether they relate to it being like five, like, oh, that really, like, I really relate with that. Or one, I don't relate with that at all on a scale of, you know, one to five. And then using, you know, their responses to kind of quantify and look at how their minds are perceiving the experience of 
building resiliency after no longer being in that environment. And then also um, like, you know, just like looking at ways to like self-soothe and self self-heal and then like wanting to, you know, maybe present them with resources. And if they're willing to commit to using those resources and asking them another series of questions to measure and gauge their state of mind. But then this is a slippery slope because they actually talk about this in the beginning of Altered Traits, that book that I mentioned at the beginning of our interview, Mm -hmm. um, how when you're administering surveys, people can fudge their data so easily. You know, they, if let's say, for example, you have a series of eight study participants who have agreed to participate in that study and you're having them do meditation for 30 minutes a day, um, five days a week, you know, it seems like a reasonable thing to commit to, but people at the same time are busy with their lives. So they could easily fudge that data and say that they did do that meditation, you know, on Friday last week when in fact they didn't. And then that's not really like an accurate pool or um, it doesn't really show you like accurate statistical significance to prove, you know, whatever your um, uh, focus point is for theorizing, you know, how these mindset techniques are actually affecting people. It's really only when it's in like a clinical setting, you have them come in in a structured way. They're showing up, they're signing in, they're checking in. You're watching them in like maybe a classroom setting. I don't know, meditate Mm -hmm. for 30 minutes. Then they sign out, they fill out a five, you know, question survey or something about their experience and then they're on their way. But you know for sure that they showed up so then they can be counted as part of a, a study cohort. Versus if you're just administering these um, surveys to them and they're filling them out on their own time, that may not be an accurate representation. Right, right. And I think that is true because we do surveys for our jobs and we have to send surveys out to um, the Department of Child and Family Services. And we also send surveys out to the Allen County Juvenile Justice System. Mm -hmm. And we also send surveys out to our clients. So our clients that we get, we have, they have to do a pre-survey and a post-survey. And a lot of times the clients, they get the pre-survey right at the point of intake. And then they were, you, you could see them. They're just circling things. Just right, just trying to get it done. Right. Yeah. And then when they do the post survey, it's like they, they have to actually sit down and think about it. But then it it's depends on your representation. Yeah. Right. Circling things at the beginning. Yeah. And exactly. And then it goes, then so the post, it depends on your report with the client. So if you have a good report, Oh, they you get all fives. <laughs> if, you have a good report. if you do not have a good report with them, then they're not going to answer it. They're going to be all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like we try to measure these things, but that's not really always going to work out in reality based on like our idealistic expectations, you know, exactly. It's either like, I got to go pick up my kids. I don't have time for this stupid survey. Exactly. So, but it's like a requirement for processing them through the system. So it's just like bureaucratic nonsense. Like I personally hate filling out surveys. So I'm about to make one for this study. Like, is there a better way? If you're listening right now and you think there's a better way, 
but I like, but the thing <laughs> I will say is because I'm working on surveys, we have a company that we outsource for our um, technology mm-hmm. and um, they are a tech company. And so they send me surveys every time I submit a ticket for a team member. So I'm like, <sighs> another survey. <laughs> and I put myself in, what if I was getting a survey for myself? Yeah. So I'll, just, I'll just answer it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some of them feel like rather pointless because you're like I am just a drop in a giant ocean of opinions and we're extrapolating that data the most likelies are the fives and then you put all the fives in I actually had a meeting with a colleague who's also attending Harvard they're um, a couple steps ahead of me they're in grad school now moving into grad school but we're on the same track, you know, with um, uh, psychology as a focus point. And they were telling me about our systems, which is a way to take data, whether it's like, you know, someone saying extremely likely or, or not likely at all, um, and being able to take all of those, you know, responses and extrapolate them into numbers and then be able to present that in a way that's visually like presenting this to statistical significance and saving you a lot of time where you're not having to do it manually so it's kind of like learning a different language <laughs> yeah, I think that's that. important um we all have to get to that place um and I say that because if you have if you're able to see it measured you're able to see what it's another form of your own results mm-hmm. that you're able to actually utilize and you're able to be like, look, see, I do make a change type of thing. Totally. Um, yeah. I know that we're working on that for our agency too, because we're um, under accreditation. We're trying to get accredited now. Gotcha. And it's like, we need more, um, the more surveys we have, the more responses, the more that we're able to measure Mm -hmm. our outcomes how well we are with our clients how well we are for our team Mm -hmm. and speaking of surveys I had a conversation with another team member yesterday (laughs) and she was like oh I need to print off the post the the post survey I need to get a self-stamped envelope I'm like no you do that with the client while you're there they put it in the self envelope and then you turn it in I said did you print one off and she was like no I said that's a measurement documentation (laughs) that we could have used to measure our services through our accreditation and we don't even have it so I'm like don't even worry (laughs) uh you know there's all this protocol that just kind of falls through like Swiss cheese (laughs) right Right. (laughs) I'm like yeah so so um let's uh this has been a lovely interview, but I think we need to wrap it up, but we'll do another one soon. Cause we're going to do one for your podcast soon too. Yay! I'm excited. Um, so one other thing that was on my mind is the third aspect of that make sales quickly kit. So the third aspect is treat everyone like family, which I feel like you already do. So that's going to be like, again, like, Oh, she preaching to the choir. Like, let's go, you know? But I feel like there have been times, you know, where 
you're working on your business and maybe, you know, like your client who was feeling like entrepreneurial burnout, like, like that lesson, that little bite-sized five minute lesson with the implementation step-by-step PDF guide, you know, um, can be like a game changer. Cause it can be like helping you, you know, like redirect your mindset so that you're like, you know, shifting from like a scarcity mindset, like what is the point of all this and anhedonia to like, I am ready. Yes. Let's treat everyone like family, even as I'm prospecting. And then that way that's going to show through and like ethical business practices, people are going to be attracted to that. Yes. So I'm excited to see what you think about it. Excited to see how you share uh, that content with your audience and excited to collaborate. Yes, yes, yes. I am too. I was looking for my planner. I'm like, dang, it's in my car. So, <laughs> but I would love to sit down. I'm, I'm going to message you so we can schedule another time. Okay. Um, to get on so we can go ahead and get you on my podcast. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. This this has been so like fascinating. I feel like we talked in like so many like breadth of topics and I feel like I'm going to share this video far and wide with my audience because this is again, how you build that like no like and trust factor. They could be subscribing to your email list. They could be in your Facebook group, but actually like listening to a live video of two experts in their own right, talking and relating with one another on like a really human, building that human connection, I think like goes a long way in building that credibility. So look at us right now. We're building that respectable reputation just by getting on this interview together. I love yes. it so much. Yes, <laughs> yes. I agree. Well, Lauren, I know it's been a, it's been a good conversation. It really has. I'm like, so like intellectually stimulated. Like, again, we've been like learning from each other. I feel like the whole time and like our last call, you know, it wasn't like a recorded video, but it had the same energy, you know, like it was, it's been really special. I'm loving yes. it. <laughs> so I'm going to reach out to you. Uh, I might try to reach out to you tonight to get you on my calendar. Okay. Because uh, I know you're on a different time zone. That <laughs> three hours behind. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I will try to get you scheduled and we will Perfect. get on my podcast and we're going to have some fun. <laughs> yes. I can't wait. This has been great. And um, I will totally send you this video so you can share it with your audience as well. Yes. Yes, and I won't send it out too early. So let me know when you're sharing it and then I'll share it at the same time. Sounds good. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. You do the same. Bye, Bye. Lauren. Bye.